Hello, everyone, and welcome to this bonus episode of Trash Future, uh, recorded from the past. Ooh, mm. spooky. Ooh. That's where ghosts come from. Uh, and th- exciting, exciting news. We're finally doing the ninth canonical episode of TF. Hmm. I, I mean, I don't know what you guys have done without Trash Future this whole time. <laughs> I think there's been a lot of extended universe, a lot of fan fiction, uh, some... Some some side stories, alternate histories, uh, guest writers, and so on and so on to fill the last several years since the last official episode of Trash Future. Apparently, you keep having Hussein back this like this whole time. Like he keeps coming on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, no I one mean, no one invites him. He just shows up. <laughs> uh, so it's it's me, Riley, uh, with canonical host of the show, Charlie Palmer. Hi everyone, good to be back. I'm really hungover. Hmm. <laughs> uh, always bringing his A game when it comes to being ace. At drinking. And also, <laughs> we have uh, Olga Cock in. I'm. Can I just recycle what I said in the sound check? It. Yeah. I'm wearing a schoolgirl outfit, but crucially, my age is not specified. <laughs> also wearing a schoolgirl outfit, we have Andrew Law from Benta Vista <laughs> in Australia. I shaved my legs for this. Hmm. I shaved both of my legs all the way up, and they are long. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't understand. If you read the text, Andrew's actually 10,000 years old. <laughs> uh, yeah, they just put thousand years old in small print. Uh, and also, we have uh, wearing a wearing a schoolgirl hijab. Yeah, schoolgirl in the cub. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I shaved everything anyway, just because this was. I knew this was going to be horny, but you can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, uh, like a, a, a neo-Nazi like getting the rally cancelled and being like, "Oh, I shaved my head for this." <laughs> um, so, uh, Andrew, do you want to give us a scenario for us to be recording in? Oh my a god, a Vista style scenario. Oh my god, I didn't know that I would need to bring a scenario with me, but we are all um, riding along the Thames on one of those, you know, those fucking bikes that everybody sits and pedals on, and it's like a bar oh. at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're all, all chaps. Hung over among us, mm. exercise we're, we're, and drinking right now, and you're doing it. You're not enjoying we're, we're it, but you're here. Wearing straws, watching one of those try and go up a hill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. They're having so much fun, and then they hit a hill, and it's all like like they've all just had to run a marathon for yeah. corporate bonding. <laughs> my, it's wonderful. My, my favorite part of those of those bikes is that uh, it's always raining in the United Kingdom, and frequently <laughs> they will be having enforced cheerful fun in the rain. And they'll all be looking miserable, but they'll be blaring like the Venga bus. Mm. The, because the we paid the pins. deposit, Kevin, and we can't get the money back. <laughs> I, I've ironed my powder blue Ralph Lauren shirt, especially. Oh, and, Very and shiny your, shoes. <laughs> and you wore your skin tight top man chinos for this as well. Uh, also oh. powder blue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, oh, yeah, that's hitting the spot. There's Who needs nothing a in this outfit? world like an activity. <laughs> well, so it's a mandatory fun. Speaking of uh, speaking of activities, before we get into the meat of this episode, which is um, the stop calling me that, <laughs> which is the erotica equivalent of um, Andrew and I playing dueling banjo. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that isn't powerfully erotic already? 
Um, I'd like to start out with uh, an article that was suggested by a fan of both Bunta Vista and Trash Future. Um, and it is an article about Melbourne. Hmm. Because Melbourne is going to be the first city outside the U.S. to host trials of Uber Air. Sure it is. Oh. A service the company describes as aerial ride sharing that will shuttle people from rooftop to rooftop for the price of an Uber X. Uh, <laughs> in a scheme that Uber described as definitely real. <laughs> <laughs> I love to like not defy death is the thing. Uh, um, like what, what if we, you had that bike that was like a, a tandem bike that's also a bar, but it was suspended underneath drones. Very cool. That's good. In a scheme that in the scheme that SoftBank have described as economically viable, <laughs> um, and also what what I find very interesting is that for for me this is in a slightly more serious note heralding a little bit of ecofascism to come because mm. do you know what city uh, has its middle and upper class get around exclusively by helicopter because the streets are basically too dangerous to go on? Is it one of Sao the Paulo. really nice ones? Is it, is it Tower Hamlets? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it is Sao Paulo, and it's the way that the rich have segregated themselves from everyone else so they don't have to live in the same society. Now I'm and just hearing looked- the word favela in a, in, a, in a Melbourne accent, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Uber spokesman Eric Allison said the concept had the potential to reduce traffic congestion, which actually cost the Australian economy $16.5 billion a year. So, in fact, can we afford not to have um, the drone, <laughs> uh, driverless drone helicopters zipping around the Melbourne yes, sky? That is yes. Yes, we can absolutely <laughs> afford to not have helicopter drones. It, it, wouldn't <laughs> it okay, enliven no, your day just to have a helicopter crash every now and then? Oh, my God. I'm signing up for this service only and only if the drone picks you up like a little stork by the back of your neck. Yeah, or, or like under up. each arm. You just have like a strap <laughs> under each arm and you just like get lifted in a T-pose. I want it to cradle me while I lie on my back, like when Ryan carries Marissa in the OC. <laughs> That's what Thank I want. Thank you for from making it. direct eye contact with me because you knew that I. I get knew the Olga was going to be there. You are also sitting opposite me. <laughs> yeah, ordinarily Charlie is a no eye contact kind of guy because he doesn't yeah. want anyone to get the wrong idea. Always, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, particularly with dudes. Now, now we're so, talking about Melbourne here, right? Yes. So. Uh, I, I lived in Melbourne for many years, and Melbourne also has a tram network. We're all hmm. familiar with the concept of a tram, right? You got oh, your, yeah. uh, you, you got look, your I tracks. have a name. <laughs> you got your <laughs> <laughs> little the little trains of the world. You know, uh, when I lived in Melbourne, it was a very regular occurrence for trams, which generally run at like I would say well under sixty kilometers an hour. To collide with a car, like, <laughs> or another tram, which is also <laughs> on like a straight line, confined in the directions it can go. <laughs> they were go all in trying to do t- the trolley problem. Yeah, it could go in one <laughs> of two directions and not very fast, and they run into stuff. I wonder how well, public would- transport that can move in every direction at once could possibly well, go with running maybe- into something. Look, maybe your tram drivers just aren't very good at driving the tram. You ever considered yeah, well, that? Well, they keep taking the wrong turnings. Mm. Yeah, maybe if so, uh, maybe if they got a few like uh, Top Gun style Navy pilots into those things, <laughs> that's real efficiency in there. You jokers are 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 all are all harping on about how this is an incredibly expensive, dangerous, economically unworkable system to 
provide helico- unnecessary and polluting helicopter transport for everyone, but have you considered, oh, not everyone, everyone who buys it, have you considered <laughs> that the 19-kilometer journey from the CBD to Melbourne Airport can take anywhere from 25 minutes to around an hour, whereas with Uber Air, this will take 10 minutes? Um, good, good, yeah, very good. We, we can watch the rich of Melbourne Kobe themselves. Uh, fantastic, yeah. Yeah, and I, it'll, it'll mean getting to the airport takes a little bit less time. Well, not even that. You've got to get onto a fucking roof and yeah. like, <laughs> wait, wait for one of the two helicopters to turn up. I guarantee this takes longer than just getting in a no, car. That's, that's also, why you have to do the T-pose idea. They can just lower the like cables down to you and you like strap <laughs> in and just like lift off from the streets. What you so there is there's like a sort of rope ladder that comes yes. down. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, actually, yeah. there's loads of other people on it, which is Uber Air Pool, and <laughs> <laughs> so it's like hordes of people hanging off this ladder, like, <laughs> like they're trying to scale medieval battlements. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to cry in the back of an Uber helicopter <laughs> and then vomit out the window. <laughs> uh, it's just so well thought through. The 19-kilometer journey... Oh, yes, I, I got that already. The Victorian treasurer, Tim Pallas, said the announcement was a testament We're, to Melbourne's... Wearing an enormous hat. <laughs> Sorry, did you, did you say the Victorian treasurer? <laughs> <laughs> Never t- ever going to be able to pass the adjective as anything to do with the state of Victoria. No, I know. It's always a guy yeah. in an opera hat twirling yeah. his moustaches. He is Jacob Rees-Mogg now. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's also... I like that his name is Pallas. After <laughs> Athena, not the building. Of course, um, like so, some somebody. I always see uh, like a news article with like Victorian police have investigated, and I just picture <laughs> a bunch of like burly men with truncheons going, "Hello, hello, hello! What's all this then?" <laughs> the Victorian treasurer, the, Tim the Ripper, struck again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's, oh, oh God, it wasn't the Ripper. It's just one of the ten helicopter crashes that happens every day. <laughs> The Victorian treasurer, Tim Pallas, uh, said, yeah, and it keeps killing girls that have an OnlyFans, uh, <laughs> said the an- announcement was testament to Melbourne's record of innovation. Victorians have a can-do attitude, and we hope that Uber oh, Air will give us- again. Oh, hold on, hold on, check this out. Victorians have- this is some Pete Buttigieg shit. Victorians have a can-do attitude, and we hope Uber Air will give us the can-do altitude to match no! it. Oh! Okay, they definitely invented the product oh. working backwards from a pun. <laughs> <laughs> I actually can only respect that. <laughs> okay, this is this is probably like the least concerned pro- like, yeah, it's a bad idea, but I'm just thinking like, and I'm sorry that I'm even pointing this out, but like, what about the noise pollution mm. at night? Yeah. They're what constantly landing on your fucking house. Can you just imagine? I love, I love for an a com- to like a glorified cab company to do the Osama bin Laden raid to my condo and just <laughs> smack <laughs> a helicopter into the fucking I, I, Olga, there I is an answer. Live, uh, which is that they are talking about uh, when they when they say all of this about how awesome it's going to be, they're also talking about um, helicopters which will operate at like 25 decibels. And that kind of helicopter, funny fact, doesn't exist yet. <laughs> it what does about a d- helicopter that doesn't fly? Uh, it's actually a car. Yes. Oh, it, run, just, it runs on tracks. So it can only on go about tram. 60 kilometers an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and it crashes less often. Um, I'm uber excited, Pallas that fuck, added. Fuck oh, you. Fuck you, Tim. Christ. <laughs> uh, oh. Do, do, do um, we have, do, do, can we avoid this kind of rule by pun before it comes to Britain <laughs> and Matt Hancock gets hold of it? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh. It's going to be incredible. I wonder what kind of kinds of treatment, treatment we're going to get. Like maybe somehow he's going to try to like 
um, realize that there's a great opportunity to partner with Corona Beer, which is yeah. a shares <laughs> tank, and be like, hey, why not? Why not take a load off? Uh, and and hey, if you if you're quarantined and can't get to the beach. The government is ob- offering subsidized coronas, so you can feel like you're on the beach. With my new tech-based health solution, what's going viral now? <laughs> oh, I saw I saw a headline that was like, um, "It's weird, diseases can spread almost like memes now." And I just oh, I yeah. put my head <laughs> in my hands and wept, salt tears at the concept of a disease going viral. <laughs> I'm very, I just I, I just checked to see if Matt Hancock has a TikTok and he does not yet. At the oh, time get of on that shit, Matt. Matt Hancock does not have a TikTok. He does have an OnlyFans so, though. If anyone's if anyone's listening who uh, lives in Matt Hancock's constituency, I think we need to make this happen. Yeah, get Matt Hancock a TikTok. Write him a letter. That's the new that's the new show campaign. He, he does have an Instagram <laughs> though, right? Like he definitely has one of those. I'm oh, looking yeah. it up right now. Uh, can you get onto his onto his onto his private? Uh, yeah, get sad on the fence and then see yeah. photos does, of his ass. He does have an OnlyFans, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, RMIT University aerospace engineer Matthew Marino said the concept could potentially be slightly safer than driverless cars. Well, a driverless Just car this would... scientistian. <laughs> well, a driverless car would be faced with obstacles in the road, such as pedestrians on their mobile phones, irresponsible pedestrians, or other vehicles. Like- How is that not the first has, issue you want to solve? Wait, has Matthew Marino forgotten the concept of birds? Uh, well, he says we need to be able to prove that this technology can be as safe as helicopters. So well, not very. So what? deeply unsafe. And how? Constantly- how, how are we already go ahead, go ahead. leapfrogging? Driverless cars. Isn't that the last yeah. bullshit that we were supposed to get a while ago that was going to automate everything and sort everything out and be super safe because it didn't have you irresponsible pieces of shit behind the wheel? Yeah. I, no, I love to like, so see the- That sounds pretty unsafe. Helicopters. I love to see the creeping horror of like the capture that you have to do to log into stuff becomes more aeronautical. And so now instead of like identify the stoplights, it's just like identify the oncoming airliner. And you're like, hmm, okay. Ooh, ide- identify the falling limbs. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, also, yeah, the whole thing is like, yeah, if, you, if you've decided that all of these pro- like, t- problems of like town planning and transport safety and stuff are technical problems rather than political and social ones, you're just going to keep implying increasingly bizarre technical solutions to them, like the old lady who swallowed the fly, until eventually we're somehow going to have like, the glass tubes from Futurama, except they'll pull your eyes out. Great. Thank you. Because, and it's fine they pull your eyes out because they're slightly cheaper than getting around your city yeah. by flying up in a commercial spaceship well, and then jumping out like Felix Baumgartner. <laughs> <laughs> there's also a thing, right? That um, this stuff creates its own demand. Like every time someone's like, why, why don't you just widen this motorway? You, it turns out that when you do, the traffic just kind of expands to fill it because more people drive. Same thing. Not so, the same with a penis. No. <laughs> sadly more not. More people expand to fill it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're back to the hentai again. No, the penis I, I will just, fill any space that it enters, okay? I, I, I love to like I look filler. forward to the idea that this will not only be killing several people a day, but it will also be busy. And you will just have to wait. <laughs> Uh, I, I I love to I love to get to the airport and wonder and wonder if this is the day that I die. Hmm. 
Hmm. Yeah, all of my limbs following behind me in loose formation. <laughs> uh, all right, so um, I'm going to say that's the uh, that's the new. We, we're love talking about um, air, air just sort of the, moronic the air departure ideas. lounge with a big like uh, uh, automatic door through which like a sluice of body parts just comes in every ten minutes. <laughs> no, come on, it's the Qantas departure lounge, but every single person is in a full body cast being attended by a sexy nurse with just one eye poking out. <laughs> I'll say there's, there's one good bit of, like, a silver lining to all of this, which is that I guess since this is happening that Uber must be, like, making money hand over fist? I guess they've stopped- Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I guess they've stopped oh, yeah. bleeding, like, a billion dollars every quarter or whatever it is. Um, and mm. they must be doing well enough now that they can just kind of fuck around with helicopter stuff. So yeah, that's I think we cool. can assume that. Yeah, yeah, because this this kind of harebrained scheme is exactly what a company that's doing well does. <laughs> exactly, it's certainly not um, some kind of activity to make everybody say, "Hey, look over here! Look over here! <laughs> this is a fun and interesting thing to think about." You know, it's not so fun to think about uh, whether or not anybody who drives for us is technically an employee, or whether they make enough to live, or any of that sort of stuff. The, 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 no, the, the business model numbers. Yeah, the the business model last brought to Melbourne by like twenty four seven florists. Uh, is now being like applied to, I guess, helicopters. Very so, cool. Um, Andrew, uh, now I, I'm. Uh, we're continuing on the bike. We've rounded the corner, and we've just come to London Bridge. And what do you know? It there's a great big amount of traffic on it. So now, for our fun team bonding, uh, drinking on a giant <laughs> group bicycle weekend thing, we have to inhale a lot of brake dust and smoke. So to distract us all. I'm saying that you and I should pull out our erotic fiction banjos and begin plucking away. Would you like to start? Did you write that down? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he has a mind, he has a mind palace. Which is either you'd written that down or you've said that exact sentence before. Yeah, no, the, the, the erotic <laughs> banjo is a real and powerfully charged thing in Riley's life. He says it to me <laughs> at least once a day. <laughs> so, I, just like getting, I just like getting my my penis plucked at by my girlfriend with her three <laughs> fingers and thumb. <laughs> you, your it's polyfilla like expansive penis, yes. It's it's like it's like foggy mountain breakdown, <laughs> <laughs> but on a very played on a very squamous penis. <laughs> and the whole time, word. the whole time, Riley has the glazed expression of the kid from Deliverance. <laughs> so please, a Andrew, take us away. So imagine that you will that I'm pulling out a very, very well-worn copy of a book uh, printed sometime in the past. So let me tell you the tale of a man named Dennis Jensen, uh, a, a truly mediocre Ooh, it's name. It's erotic already. <laughs> no, there is there is nothing. Never met a Dennis I didn't want to fuck. Yeah, <laughs> Dennis the menace. Oh, <laughs> uh, I asked him what his name was, and he leaned in and said, "Yeah, it's Dennis." Uh, <laughs> so this you know what guy, I like about Dennis's honesty. This guy was like a, a conservative, conservative family values uh, liberal MP, the Liberal Party in Australia. Uh, so the conservative one from Western Australia. Uh, he held office from 2004 to 2016. He was mainly known for being a big time skeptic of anthropogenic uh, causes of climate change. So a regular Australian politician. Um, he also had other other notable achievements as a big piece of shit, like being one of the handful of people who boycotted Parliament on the day that the formal apology to the stolen generations of Indigenous people was made. Uh, so that's pretty cool. 
Hmm. Uh, Seems like a real piece of shit. Yeah. He also told uh, indigenous people who claim to be affected by European colonization over 200 years ago to, quote, get over it. Hmm. Nice guy. So, he lost office in 2016. But why? Why did he lose office? Was it because any of the uh, horrible things that he has said or done? Now, you might think that, but you must not know much about Australia. Uh, <laughs> the racism, that's one thing. The climate skepticism, hey, that's par for the course. But did you perchance write a horny book? In which case, we need to know about that shit. Uh, <laughs> in 2016, the Australian broke a story that he had written a, written a book and attempted to get it published back in 2007. Under a pen name and everything, there's like emails uh, that came out of that he sent to the publisher where he's like, only you and I must ever know that it was I who wrote this book. Very funny. <laughs> Very funny, <laughs> self-serious stuff. Um, I love ri- writing a book, but using like um, wearing a balaclava with an IRA voice changer. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so this newspaper published excerpts of uh, The Sky Warriors. Uh, his book, which was a <laughs> fantasy war thriller, attempted Tom Clancy style, uh, in, of which, in which Indonesia uh, invades Australia, does battle with Australia, uh, a thing that lots of Australians spend too much time thinking about. So, right after the story broke, uh, he lost uh, his endorsement from his party for his seat, which effectively ended his career. So, after getting fired for horniness, uh, he then went ahead and self-published the book on Amazon, looking to make that Big money uh, by selling it for six dollars and fifty one cents a copy. I kind so of he- respect that. Not not giving up on his dream. You yeah, know, it was, it's like, well, fuck it. Everybody knows about the book now. Yeah, it's He's good. This, uh, it's good marketing. It's it's the logic of, uh, well, fuck it. If you're going to say that I am whatever you say, I am actually. <laughs> He's a Facebook guy. <laughs> no, he's 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 just thinking. I'm going to make so much money off of fucking podcasters. <laughs> oh, damn it, he's right. <laughs> So, um, so this story centers on a brutal Indonesian dictator who hates Australia. Um, after a military coup conducted uh, by the former head of Indonesia's armed forces, which is uh, General Rajiv Rono. So, this guy comes to power and then launches incursions on Australian territory. Uh, but it turns out that he's got China in his back pocket the whole time, which is a big twist in the story. You know, they veto the he, sanctions against Indonesia. Doesn't seem very horny so far. Well, as soon as he has launched this conflict, he gets horny. Allow me to read to you. <laughs> Allow me to read to you. What, like he's not horny at all until it started? <laughs> who who amongst <laughs> us has not <laughs> staged a coup that. and immediately yeah. become very horny you, as a you've result? Gotta, you, that's why we've got to keep that's an eye kink on, as well. Yeah, g- got to keep an eye on Janine Agnes in Bolivia for sure. Very worrying. <laughs> All right. So, everybody, everybody cinch up your belts nice and tight. Try and stop yourself from tearing your pants away and scrabbling <laughs> at your genitals as I read this to you. Okay. Here's an excerpt from this. Um, so, this is- he's hanging out with his mistress. He has a wife. She doesn't understand him, but his mistress understands. <clears throat> Flushed with the excitement of the moment, Rono felt Uh-oh. that he just had to relieve himself. He violently. Wait, sorry, what is that pee in <laughs> Yeah, it's a water sports thing. It's fine. This guy does not know how to piss. That's <laughs> well, like also, I love so much the concept of a white Australian trying to name an Indonesian person and calling him Rono. 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 <laughs> Please he, carry on. 
He violently pulled Yasmin's blouse buttons apart, completely ignoring her protests. Yasmin didn't oh, believe in wearing sexy. No, 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 no. Very sexy. Very good. Uh, Yasmin didn't believe in wearing bras. In fact, she really didn't <laughs> need to. Her breasts what? were still as firm as they had been in her late teens. Um, oh. What's up? That's not how that works. And like, I, I as a like, I can, I claim a degree of special expertise here in that I fucking grew mine in my twenties. And it's like, this is this is do that? What? Uh, hey, she doesn't need to. Uh, magical breasts. Yeah, the, yes. the the breasts understander has logged yeah, on. Yeah, he can imagine magical breasts, but he can't imagine a woman being into fucking him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but she gets into it. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, Rono uh. massage massaged her small, soft brown breasts, luxuriating in the silky complexion of the skin. It's <laughs> the most erotic thing you can guy? do. He's a skin guy. <laughs> the most erotic thing you can do is massage a woman's breasts at arm's length. Yeah, when, when you think it. about it, it's, like it's one of the most normal things that sounds the, the least normal when you describe it is having a skin kink. <laughs> I simply love yeah, to touch I, I, skin. I, I, most, I mostly like have have like sex involving the skin. Like, yeah, technically, but what? Look, for me, I like to have sex as much as the next guy, but if we can keep the skin out of it, if there's any way that we can have full penetration, yeah. hardcore sex, but with no skin touching. Yeah, that puts like, me right like off. a boneless chicken wing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just, yeah, just a very breaded sexual encounter. Please, carry oh, on. I want to get to the point where his penis expands to fill the entire room. <laughs> <laughs> he took a nipple in his mouth and gently bit on it. Yasmin's nipple Ow. hardened and she moaned with excitement. He moved his hand up her inner thigh until he felt the warm wetness with his hand. Mm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Love, love, love some warm wetness. Oh. Uh. It just, just like stick his hand in a bucket full of water. <laughs> <laughs> and then he fell asleep and peed himself. Oh. <laughs> yes, she moaned. Do it now, please. Don't wait any longer. She pulled his trousers off, ripped the underpants off excitedly, and took him in her mouth. This she, was she one does, of she the does all of that oh. with her nipples still in his teeth. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, what kind of fucking twister are these people playing? The, the most uncomfortable 69 of all time. Uh, this was one of the rewards that Rono so enjoyed. The fruits of his victory. Uh, okay. I, lo I, love, I love to stage an international what, conflict. What victory? And get one blowjob. That's, that's where it's I, at. I, I love to... I love to. Uh, that's what's up. I like to have. I like to have sex in a way that gives me spina bifida. It's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Damn, she got that scoliosis, pussy. So, <laughs> <laughs> please carry on. Um. So, so Dennis Jensen. Let's let's learn a little about the characters here. Uh, keep in mind, Dennis Jensen was a former defense analyst and uh, research scientist before he became an MP. So, let's now read this description from the book of Sean Anderson, who was the main character, and wonder if it sets off any alarm bells for us here. <clears throat> okay. Sean Anderson was the deputy head of ASIO, that's the Australian Security Intelligence Organization, for those playing at home. Anderson was not okay. a tall man. Everyone, 
Everyone mark that in your bingo card. <laughs> Anderson was not a tall man. He was nearing 50 years old, balding, and was thickening around the middle. <laughs> cool. I like that this dude is just writing about himself. It's wonderful. Is Why thinking he around do- the middle just a way to say that he has a boner? Yeah, the deck is expanding. boner. Yeah. His boner is expanding to fill A localized boner, yeah. It doesn't get longer. Yeah. <laughs> just the, like t- the girth increases, but only in the but middle. Just in the middle yeah. of the dick. It like, looks very like a soft. speed bump. The base very soft. It's like a speed bag or a punching bag. <laughs> <laughs> like a lemon. I, I was. Oh. It's got a dick like a lemon. Like a lemon <laughs> I was thinking butt plug. <laughs> that exact shape. No, you want uh, a flared base. Says, oh, Charlie, uh, you win. The survey says butt plug. Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much. It's still not as traumatic as the uh, alleged egg-shaped dick of uh, of Jeffrey Epstein. Jeff Epp? Oh. Yeah. Oh. No, no. Okay, so, boy, so no. De- the interesting thing, though, Andrew, the character is not called Dennis, so no. how can you know? No. Um, it could be anyone. It could be anyone. Yeah. <laughs> that could be any Dennis. Well, he does there's, go on the same. absolutely not a shortage of balding Australian men whose dicks only get hard in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in situations where people were unaware of who he was, he appeared somewhat nondescript. This anonymous look belied a mind that was razor sharp. In it reality, gray man shit. <laughs> in reality, he was the brains behind the organization and actually decided policy. Horny wow. for policy. Oh. So this is what he's actually horny for. He's horny for uh, a secret promotion. He's horny hmm. for some recognition. You know, mm. he's horny sure. for people to be like, yeah, you look like a dumb piece of shit, but maybe you do stuff. <laughs> look, I, what is horniness, but if not submitting to the mortifying ordeal of being known, right? Mm. What is horniness, if not bombing Indonesia? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, um, <clears throat> so now I, I know what you're thinking, Olga. When do we get to the ladies in this book? You know, when do we get to hear? That's exactly what I'm thinking. Thank you. When do we get to to hear? Yeah, when, when do we get to hear about their weird shaped dicks? <laughs> That's right. Um, all right. So here's here's how the novel's main female character is introduced to the reader. <clears throat> Jenny was 24, a science graduate who had recently become one of the first female WSOs in the Royal Australian Air Force. She was tall for a woman, five foot eight. <laughs> is, is that tall uh, oh. for a woman? No? Why, why well, maybe, maybe the trans thing is throwing me off again, yeah. but no. <laughs> also, like, um, five, five foot eights, I don't know. Why, why, he could say either of the two of them. Also, I don't know, when I, when I draw a character and I want to really evoke that character in the audience's imagination, I usually like to give the same facts that would be taken by a doctor on a yearly checkup. <laughs> well, actually, I'll give him credit. He he's actually not mentioned her tits yet. Yeah. It's what about fu- her blood it's sugar? Funny that you say that because the very next sentence is, with a physique that tended more towards the athletic than that of a film star of the 1950s, she was unlikely yeah, to. Oh, the that, two that is right that to have <laughs> the two things that ways your physique could be athletic or film star of the 1950s. <laughs> Wait, triangle or Humphrey Bogart? <laughs> here's the second half of Orson that sentence. Wells. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, she got that Orson Welles pussy French actress you <laughs> Call that the touch of evil <laughs> <laughs> Alright, alright, hold on 
<laughs> you, you coming through saying, do not adjust my set. <laughs> uh, you, you were worried about the blood sugar. So, with a physique that tended more towards the athletic than that of a film star of the 1950s, she was unlikely to have weight problems later in life. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. And just remember also, oh. he torpedoed his career for this. <laughs> So when you fuck a woman, do you think about what she's going to look like in 20 years? And does that inform how hard your egg dick is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, goes, look, when like, you put your dick in a woman, it's like the wrong uh, Holy Grail in Indiana Jones. She just starts aging. Um, <laughs> I actually put uh, anyone I date into face up before I have sex with them. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm thinking of a SoundCloud rapper being like, she, she comes through with that pussy like a false grail, got me turned into dust. <laughs> uh, so he goes on at some length about the dress that she is wearing. He puts um, a little black number in scare quotes for some reason. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's a, because that's the thing that women say, right? So, yeah. You don't want to plagiarize. Yeah, yeah, she was wearing, quote, a little black number, end quote, in preparation for a date. The dress had a halter neck top, and the cut of the dress at the back was very deep, showing most of Jenny's back, while the halter neck emphasized her smooth shoulders, particularly <laughs> from the front. One sentence. That is cool. That, that, is, that is how you describe a dress. Describing yeah. describing a dress like you're trying to sell it to like TK Maxx. <laughs> describing S a dress like you're dress. trying to describe it because it's wanted by the police. <laughs> <laughs> and they're trying to do an identical. Yeah. The police sketch artist of horny. <laughs> <laughs> now, once again, um, he's really showing here that he understands uh, women, how they work, uh, what their guts be doing. So, at some hmm. point, Jenny's father expresses his concerns about her aspirations in the Air Force, right? <clears throat> Jenny, I just cannot understand you wanting to get into the military, especially not combat aircraft. I have enough of an understanding of physiology to understand what those G-forces can do to you as far as your ability to have children is concerned. <laughs> yeah, 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 you pull wow. a tight turn, you go into afterburner, <laughs> and your ovaries fall out. It, it happens. You can tie your own tubes by, by just flying yeah, well, in circles. Did, did I mean, this was a, like, a, a moral panic that has existed as long as there have been methods of fast transport. It was thought in, like, um, the, the sort of 16th century that if women go on long horse and cart journeys, that the jiggling will cause their ovaries to fall out. <laughs> And then it was thought that women wrong? shouldn't be. No. Mm. And, and then it was thought when cars <laughs> I, I were invented. I couldn't even find my ovaries. And then it was thought when cars were when cars were invented that women shouldn't get in cars because if they get in cars, their ovaries will fall and out. And that's why all, I only use Uber helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> like, like this is this is this is a strange, but also like very like stopped being believed in the 1920s, broadly speaking. Um, uh, thing that was like again widely widely subscribed to quack science in the 19th century. Okay, but why is the dad not concerned that she'll die in combat, but more so if she'll be able to have children? Particularly because the world's horniest man needs to get off somehow, and <laughs> yeah. it's going to involve sending some planes in. <laughs> but Jenny, what if the G forces were to invert your uterus, swallowing your lungs and suffocating you from the inside? Hate when that happens. Wait, is that? I fully believe that he could have written that. Did he write that? Or is that he, a, he a, a did not write classic? That. He did not write that. But um, 
he, this guy, you know, he knows women. Dennis knows women. He knows how to think about them, how to talk about them. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, here- That's what um, I was saying. A regular Charlie Palmer. <laughs> here's, here's another little, little excerpt. Um, James noticed a tall brunette officer speaking to Shaw. What he really noticed was her stunning blue eyes and how her dark hair highlighted them. He noticed her long legs showing from the bottom of the skirt of her uniform and really admired the shape of her calves. Yeah, that's where legs tend to show Ooh, from. Ooh, he's mm. a calf guy. All right. Mm. All right. I'm back in. Olga's <laughs> <laughs> are just buying a t- plane ticket to Australia. Yeah, a, a skin guy, but only for the calves. <laughs> <laughs> now that it's is one job. good looking woman, James thought to himself. Wouldn't mind getting to know her. <laughs> so, wait, hold on, he's just saying, mm, she, lo- she looks athletic and I like her eyes. I would like to become friends with her. Yes. Mm. Take, take her out nice. to the mall shop. I would like to know what kind of books she likes to read. Ah, uh, yes. Alice, this MF said mall shop. I said malt. Malt yeah, like a mall malt. Shop. No, fuck off. I did not say mall shop. I was, I was doing the Biden thing of being like taking her out for like a malted milk or something. So um, just uh, to just to display Dennis's real chops here, here's just a couple of little excerpts of um, of his wonderful turns of phrase and writing. Uh, for example, <clears throat> there is some Turkish bread and some dips on that bench over there. Garibaldi said, pointing to the entrees location. <laughs> The vici- he writes like a cop. The, he, the, the vicinity of the location of the Andres. He writes oh. like that parody of Dan Brown that did the rounds. <laughs> Renowned author Dan Brown. Yeah. Uh, 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 officers uh, proceeded in a, in a westerly style direction to the vicinity of the Andres. It just, it just gives 2200 me- hours. Yeah. <laughs> It just gives me like the Tim and Eric anti-comedy type vibe of just standing there and saying in monotone with your arm outstretched towards the Turkish bread and some dips. <laughs> what, what, what Turkish bread? What I'm concerned from a like a baking perspective here too. Does he? Does he? Did he forget what baklava was? Uh, no, I think I think he probably just spent a lot of time in Canberra. A lot of Turkish restaurants here. Hmm. Weirdly enough. Uh, you go and get bread. yourself get yourself a lot of fresh Turkish bread and delicious dips. You, you, you can tell that the, the research he's done on this boat, please. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can tell that the bread is Turkish because it just has like a big star and crescent like baked into it. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I and and in Turkey, I love to get a gingerbread janissary as my <laughs> traditional Christmas snack. <laughs> uh, here's another example. Um, the Indonesian column had, for the moment, been halted and would not advance while Paul- oh, so hot. <laughs> while Paul- Unlike his own column, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> that expanded to the size of the room. Yeah, yes. which had done that. Uh, it, the column would not advance while Port Moresby Airport was still in commission. Fitzpatrick would have been <sighs> yeah, very pleased yeah. with the result. Unfortunately, oh, how, Shrapnel oh, had yeah, decapitated him. Right. So unfortunate. Oh, oh dear. Um, war is hell, as we all know. Uh, so, you know, you get a real saving Private Ryan sense from the following paragraph. Shells. Saving Private Ryan really wasn't horny enough, actually. Yeah. No, you want the yeah. porn parody Shaving Ryan's Private. Oh, Absolutely yeah, could have been yeah. some frantic foxhole hand jobs in that movie, and no one would have thought <laughs> twice about it. Uh, shells detonated around them, uh, and the Australians. <laughs> Sorry, 
It's, oh fuck! From the last bit of the thing where Tom Hanks is like uh, commanding Private Ryan to like earn having saved his life, what I'm doing <laughs> with him it. giving him a hand oh, job. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> earn it, he says, unzipping his fly. Oh. Uh, shells detonated around them, and the Australian positions throwing small clouds of dirt and mud into the air, raining pungent soil onto the men in the area. Soon they and were caked- soil pungents. <laughs> pungent soil. Soon, <laughs> soon they were- I'm referring to shit as pungent soil from now on. <laughs> soon they were caked in grime and looked as though they had been involved in mud wrestling. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, so hot. That's just a war book for you. So, um, yeah. basically, at the end, unfortunately, Rono loses. Uh, one of the main problems is that for some reason, having the Chinese army on his side uh, doesn't help at all. Mm. Very feasible. Yeah. Um, one of the Chinese generals explains in the book that because of their totalitarianism, the Chinese forces don't adapt well to the resourcefulness of the Australian military and are unlikely to learn any lessons from their crushing defeat. Is this the plot of Terminator Salvation? (laughs) Pretty pretty much. It's also fun that this guy made his entire career as a defense analyst and was like a sort of in Australian, sort of the defense infrastructure of Australia. And his approach to um, China was, ah, they don't have Uber helicopter. They'll never beat us. Yeah, they'll they'll never be crippled by the like weirdly expanded central dick sections. Yeah, he's got this, he's got this like (laughs) Francis Fukuyama end of history view of exactly how international conflict proceeds, which is... Capitalist Western countries are destined to win because of reasons. Hmm. Beautiful reasons. Yeah. Because of the free market and innovation. So, basically, he he wraps it up. uh, Classic sticks a pin in it, but leaves room for, you know, a sequel. Because we can only assume, you know, that it was going to be such a hit. People would be clamoring for a sequel. Uh, With one of the lead characters saying at the end to Jenny... um, I suspect that Rono will lie low for a while, but I am damn sure that you will find that he is going to cause more trouble in the future. A bloody Saddam Hussein of the Southwest Pacific, if you ask me. The end. Awesome. And we did. We did ask. <laughs> I mean, I need a sequel just to find out whether Jenny gains weight or not. <laughs> Jenny, <laughs> Jenny, did that you, was the biggest cliffhanger of the whole book. Did your pussy get exploded by a plane, Jenny? What happened? <laughs> Uh, um, that is the end yes. of Dennis Jensen's The Sky Warriors. Beautiful. Oh, it was called The Sky Warriors. It was That's fun. <laughs> so um, I can't wait for the Seagull movie adaptation. Where he just uh, like he just like lurches two steps out of a plane and then just like badly slurs a line that is nominally in English. Uh, <laughs> yeah, can't wait. Well, it it'd be good because um it it mostly takes place in like uh, aerial battles, so you could just have Seagal sitting down, possibly reclining in a pilot oh, seat. Oh, that's good. The whole yeah, time. You, you get like an entirely sedentary action movie. Yeah, yeah, that'd be perfect. I'm, I'm auditioning for Jenny's this. left calf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I like the new the new F thirty six, which has a lazy boy as the seat with a beer holder. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So. Now that we have now that we have heard that that little ditty, um, I am going to uh, just stop pedaling our shared beer bicycle. Uh, the Venga bus has, has, has stopped, and we're now listening to the Sugar Babes. Um, I am pulling out my banjo as we are now. We've left London Bridge. 
but have been accosted by a bunch of drunk people from Borough Market. Mm. It's not good, folks. <laughs> However, we're going to listen to this song. And this song, this little, 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 little banjo ditty is called First Time Ooh La La. Fuck. Extremely <laughs> exotic, erotic, sensual, sexual. I'm like fully engorged by this. Uh, who the, who the among us tell, tells me that there is going to be the first yeah, time. Gonna all, be some French people involved, and they're incredibly sexy. Uh, all I can think is, about is how hard I'm going to beat off the moment we have finished recording. That yeah. is all that is on my mind. So, Ooh, la, la. Uh, this 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 book was not just written by some. By some pencil jockey self-publishing on Amazon, uh, it was by uh, Barry Abel, which is the pen name of Peter Hutchinson, a former fellow of Trinity Hall, Cambridge. Oh, so it's um, going to be well written then. Yeah, he, mm, yes, he was. <laughs> it was written in. It was written in 2015, um, while he was uh, basically under investigation for making um, sexually inappropriate comments to students. Uh, he was then uh, excluded from the college in 2017. Readmitted in 2019 and finally resigned under his own volition, November 2019. So all in all, <laughs> there's this nothing. Is a, this there's, is. It's nothing like a four-year process of people trying to get me to fuck off to make me say, <laughs> "Fine, I'm leaving of my own volition." <laughs> <laughs> so it is about the erotic adventures situated at a fictional Oxford college. So already the differences are piling up. The main character is called Peter, and he does have the same. Um, he does have the same uh, 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 field of study as Peter Hutchinson, but I'm sure the, the, the differences end there. Well, what um, was his field of study? What was he teaching? Uh, Greek. Ah, okay. The horniest so, language. So he says, uh, almost all of the women undergraduates mentioned at St. Badley's, this is from an article in Taurus, by the way, about this, are members of a club called the Virgins. To qualify for membership, they must have sex with, on average, a man every week during term time or sleep with a fellow. The Virgins? Yeah, it's I see at least I, I, one I love, problem with, with this the name. idea. I love the idea that, like, yes, the undergraduates at Oxbridge are all in a secret society that does incredibly weird, horny stuff, but it's the women. Uh, <laughs> he I, said, I, I, the I, th not go ahead, go ahead. Oh, uh, what, I, what I like about the idea is that um, this is the only scenario in which he can sort of picture young women actively wanting to fuck, is that it has to be, like, for some sort of weird... Uh, secret society it's for some sort of advancement or anything it's like no no young women want to fuck and they're fucking they're just they don't want to do it with you and they're not doing it anywhere near you so as far as this guy's concerned it's like well you know 20 year old uh, university students they don't fuck but imagine if they did well, like, in, in that sense, it speaks to a deeply pathetic kind of loneliness, right? Because, like, if he had ever been, like, horny as a younger man, he would have presumably known this. But apparently women didn't want anything to do with him then, either. And so well, he's so, just- and he's sort of, and he's he's sort of resigned through, to that yeah. as well, even yeah, in he's this just hypothetical gone through scenario. Blissfully he's ignorant, and just, even, and, yeah. So, so, he said, does the novel speak to a particular view of undergraduate women which is troubling in a teacher? I suppose that some might say so. But this is fiction, not life. And an author She's rarely actually the same way. She's actually 10,000 years old. <laughs> um, I got one, one more thing. Uh, so, uh, the, and, and the, in the opening scene, uh, the dean and the bursar are spying uh, on undergraduate women through a window with binoculars. Ca kind of carry-on bullshit is this. <laughs> and uh, he's finally, Hutchinson said, uh, that 
This was the reflection that he said, to look more broadly, the view of women, in scare quotes, in the novel can actually be seen as progressive, because women are taking over what men used to do. In the opening scene, for example, an all-women's society is in control, totally liberated. It is they who are conquering men, not the other way around. Yes, uh, true equality. Sure. <laughs> love. So, with love, love to uh, give women a traditionally masculine role in society by bringing in the language of, like, hitting your numbers to shagging. <laughs> so, let us, let us then go through. The, te- the text of the first two chapters, selections, of course, of Ooh La La, First Time Ooh La La by Barry Abel. Is that all one, is one of those like a subtitle or is that all just one? It's all not a one thesis statement. It would, it would be like Ooh La La, contested bodies and spaces in li- <laughs> and like liminal areas. <laughs> the college chapel clock was chiming a quarter to ten as Big Joe <laughs> finished applying her lip gloss Big and began Joe. arranging... T- Tables and chairs for the term second meeting of the virgins. Uh, so we've met our main character in the first the first line, Big Joe. Hmm. But how likely was she to put on weight later in life? <laughs> <laughs> the, the session had to go well. No one had been re-elected president for longer than two terms, and she had set her heart on being there for three. She had, after all, the perfect room for these occasions, the biggest in the whole college. Daddy's monthly allowance permitted her to provide bubbly of the highest quality, and her tally of men was impressive, even by virgin standards. This is all so painting Joe a wonderful view of women. <laughs> um, yes, also, this is a very, a very well-drawn character. Uh, we know that she's called Big Joe, and that she likes to drink expensive champagne and has a nice room in college. Look, I, and this, also it's that be- she has it's political better, ambitions. Yeah, it's, it's better done than the other one. We haven't had a paragraph explaining and like painstakingly what her dress is like. And what pointing means. Yeah. <laughs> so, we cut, we, we cut across the quad. Uh... Have a look at this, said the bursar to the dean. That girl is exceptionally well endowed. That's, that's she has a huge vagina. Okay. That's, okay, no, I'm on board. I'm on board. That's I'm on what board. we used to call a, quote, perky pear in the city of London, you know. Oh. We do all call them that here. <laughs> Again, much weirder if you still go with their talking about her pussy. <laughs> a, a beautiful pair of pussies over here. Yeah. <laughs> the dean grabbed his own glasses. Perky pair, eh? Hmm. <laughs> the dean here, played by Sid James. Yes, that does sum her up very nicely. Oh. I, you know, a lot, a lot of women, women need to be summarized. Yes, that's a yes. You are accurate in the words that you speak. <laughs> uh, her, her pussy now, how, is gigantic. It's true. <laughs> now, how much longer before the meeting starts? Ten minutes. I can see one of them in the quad now. Brazen hussy, look at the length of that skirt. That's what we used to call. Yes, let's just call her a brazen hussy. Good God. Never mind. We'll get them when they're sozzled. The amount of alcohol consumed. Drunk. Cool. The idea now. The idea is, uh, the dean and the bursar have this thing where they just they just basically uh, blackmail they they blackmail the student societies for getting drunk and having sex. But the thing is, that's allowed. Mm. That's it's okay to do that in 2015 in the universities of Oxford and Cambridge. It's not against any rule. And so they're always like, ah, you gotta pay you have to pay up or we'll have you expelled. And it's like But if they're horny and fuck, why is their punishment being horny and fucking? Because Barry because Peter Hutchinson is a normal guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
like I, I, what? Yeah, what really pisses me off is that they like neither of those men in those situations. Like they can imagine anything, but they can't imagine a woman willingly wanting to have sex with them. <laughs> like, no, there must be, there must be a catch. There must be some kind of system or scheme. But, <laughs> but also, like some people in that position would fantasize about a world where women want to have sex with them. Yeah, these guys fantasize about a world where some kind of technicality means that the women sort of have to. Exactly, <laughs> that's the most they can exactly. possibly. Imagine. That's, that's what I, ca- I can't understand. The, you, you, this is your imagination. Just imagine her being like, I want you. Yeah. He's like, no, I still can't. Big Joe scattered a few more of the shimmering stars for which she was famous over her bare shoulders what? and between her perky what? hair. Sorry, we can't just go past she's just that. Like, she's, she's glittering herself, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, is that glitter? I don't understand. Yeah, and, and she's famous for it. Just just an improvised vajazzle, as one likes to do. <laughs> She's a uh, vajazzle you know, of the shoulders. Yeah, Wait, the shoulder so she's dropping Man. into her cleavage. Her shoulders are so fucking sparkly. <laughs> so, so she's so hard for her sparkly. So she's shoulders. giving herself. She's giving herself the gold dust twins. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> um. So, uh, I also yes. Yeah, I'm really. I'm really. Also, can't get over the uh, for which she was famous. Mm. I has no, known the world over for her sparkly <laughs> shoulders and sparkly cleavage. Wait, are you that? Big Joe. (laughs) (laughs) And then began lighting the candles. Damn, said the Dean. She's probably going to switch off the light. That'll spoil my photos. It really adds a... uh, Because damn in a North American accent sounds very different than it does coming from an old English guy. It really adds a kind of damn to it it when Riley reads it. Uh, 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 But Joe was preparing for the best meeting of the virgins in their five-year history. And by the time the 12th candle was lit, the view from opposite was teasingly bright. You know, like a sexy hospital. Hmm. <laughs> this really does have. I can't overstate the carry on vibes here, though, right? Oh, yes. Like, the, the, or, or, does it have a Kenneth Williams character? Because that's the only thing we're missing. Uh, there were two elections tonight to replace the two final years who had decided it was time to enter again. This was written in 2015 and set in 2015. Quote, Go steady. Huh. They'd be stuck with a mortgage and two kids before long. Uh huh. You know, those. Because you, you can't fuck once you leave university. <laughs> uh, no, and your university boyfriend, if you decide to have one, that's that's your that's that's yeah, forever. Yeah, he, he he has to put two kids into you, and then you yeah. just yeah, you just die. I guess yep. I get two kids in a mortgage. Unlike I've been uh, jokes on them. They'll never have a mortgage. <laughs> They'll never have property. Yeah, he, he, t- two of them have decided to quit the like sexy secret society in order to start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there was a knock on the door, and Blondie Locks, the vice president, swirled in. Sorry, <sighs> what? Tossing like, her tr- like like Goldilocks, but Blondie. Locks. Goldilocks already means that. Yeah, yeah, but ha- have you have you considered that he forgot that? <laughs> yeah. What I, I mean, what this really should—you have to remember that this is a teacher at the world's sort of variously number one or two or three, depending on which of the one, two, and three are in the top universities in the world. And this should just show you that elite institutions are horseshit. Hmm. Uh, there was a knock on the door, and Blondie Locks, the vice president, swirled in. So she's spinning, I suppose. <laughs> Look, it scans a lot better in the Greek, okay? <laughs> Tossing her trademark hair provocatively and scattering her heavy scent. Is she famous for the hair? 
Yeah. <laughs> and her heavy scent. Her heavy Scat- scent. Like scattering, scattering her, her like a cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just yeah. scent marking. Yeah. <laughs> A pungent soil. <laughs> <laughs> she she swirled in and began rubbing herself on the table. What? <laughs> no, what? no, no. I'm saying that oh. she's uh, like, yeah, no, that's me. I mean, it wouldn't have been that surprising. Uh, Bl- Blondie asked, shall I open the first bottle? No, countered Joe. Wait, uh, hang on, is that her name? Just first say name Blondie, said. surname Locks. <laughs> Apparently, I can't tell. Just say said, countered is, ah, yeah. it's yeah, so but- bo- it's so poorly written. <laughs> no, countered Joe. We'll pull out three corks together and let the college know who really knows how to do it. Great sentence. What? Let's have these corks out all in the same second, she ordered, motioning Blondie, Sly Susie, and Rocky <sighs> towards the bottles. She herself took a step Why towards the- Why can't they just be named real- regular names? Because these are sex names. Yeah, yeah they wouldn't be sex names. Yeah. <laughs> um, ready? She asked the openers. I want it to wake up those repulsive swats in the library. That place yeah. is getting to be the second busiest place in Oxford on a Saturday night, alongside Jesus's bar. Fucking her prepa- nerd college. Her, pre- her prepared wit drew appreciative titters. Yes, yes, good wit. Great wit. Remember, this is an erotic book. Uh, <laughs> you know which- what they don't have a lot of at Oxford is nerds, and so yeah. it's easy to make fun of them. It, it really, like, if I could characterize uh, bo- both of those awful universities in one way, it would be, it's full of Socially awkward nerds, but who also are trying to be perfectly, perfectly charming all the time mm. because they've like poisoned themselves with study drugs to get in. Yes. And then uh, it- are trying to live like some kind of combinations of skins and decline and fall. It basically makes for a very strange and toxic environment. It's, it, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's fucking pro plus bride's making- head revisited. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I mean, Charlie, Charlie Palmer went to Cambridge, didn't he? Yeah. And he's looking guilty as hell, but also I was fully rocking along a half a. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a full lemon. Modafinil <laughs> Hogwarts. So, uh, yeah, remember that, that joke she made where she said, that place is getting to be the second busiest place in Oxford on a Saturday night alongside Jesus Bar. Her what pre- is Jesus Bar? Jesus College's bar. Oh. Yeah. Feels uh, faintly sacrilegious, but go yeah. off, I guess. <laughs> he prepared her prepared wit to appreciative titter, so this is wit. Uh, which turned <laughs> into a cooing of satisfaction as all three corks hit the library. Did you say a cooing of satisfaction? Ooh. Yeah, they're all pigeons. <laughs> like a pigeon. Uh, well, <laughs> like a sexy pigeon. Well, cooing. Uh, agenda. Minutes of the last meeting were approved, brief reports made of recent conquests, and the traditional item of clothing displayed as evidence. Congratulations expressed all round. Oh. Excellent progress, fellow virgins, commented Joe. Again, can't just say said. D- doing doing a, a society meeting for fucking is like the least erotic thing I can imagine. It's been like <laughs> any most... new business. And like, yeah, this <laughs> massive cock. It's the most Oxbridge thing of all time, though. I can believe if this society existed at Oxford or Cambridge, this is exactly how it would run. I hate running for president of the sex club and being stuck with treasurer and just having to, like, (laughs) do all of the spreadsheets for the sex dildos. Here's the thing. Please record in the minutes my personal sense of satisfaction at the highest of standards being maintained in this, the most distinguished of all college societies. The next item on the agenda concerns the election of two members to replace those who are already on their way you know to what? screaming brats in a mortgage. You know so what? He made the I, same I, joke again. Yeah, I, you know what? I take, I take it back. I take it back. This guy actually is cool because, okay, he's a creep, fine, but he has successfully owned all of his students by just being like their awful try-hard nerds, even about sex. So yeah, we critical support. 
Uh, Sarah went to the door and beckoned to Nellie Hughes, swaggering in on her exceptionally high heels. Nellie made an impressive sight. Everything was tight and glittering. Uh, Why is everything mm. glittering? Love a tight, a tight, glittering shoulder. Uh, Yeah. Very cool. Because, oh, that shoulder's so tight. Because this guy, uh, this, guy this, this fucking guy, uh, essentially has the sexuality of, like, a dog, where he just wants things to be sort of moving and brightly colored. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the man for whom jiggle physics were invented. Uh, ye gods, barked the dean, it's that first-year historian whose father's an MP. Blast, but what an outfit. Uh, now then, now then, now then, said Joe. Jimmy Savile. <laughs> you've, no- <laughs> you've been nominated for an election to the most prestigious society in St. Badley's. What makes you think you deserve an honor in your first term here? Well, Jim said Nelly, fixed it for me. <laughs> I, feel, I feel I like to feel I've made a good start. Two on my first night in college, captain of boats from St. John's and captain of the second 15 here. And then a member of the Parsons from Pembroke. Pinched the ca- chaplain's gown for formal hall last week. Oh, and I got fined by the bursar for drunk and indecent after the freshers dinner. So this is, yeah, because they're basically they're basically just like um I think I think this guy just kind of does fantasize about having a group of like sexy young jewel thieves break into his house and smash all of his stuff with cricket bats. Mm. Findom. Yeah, yeah, but like extremely mild depravity too. It's like a, it, it's like a seaside postcard almost. Uh, it's like watching porn with your uncle. Yeah, it, it, it's like that one artist who draws women's panties falling down when they're grocery shopping. It, it's just like, I understand that it's horny, but I, I don't... like it, the, the, the levels of horny that we as normal people are operating on are so different from this kind of weird horny. Oh, no, it doesn't quite it. make sense. <laughs> well, I was saying, it's, this, it has, uh, it's the same sexuality that if, like this is someone for whom sex is opening up a, a, a copy of the sun looking at the page 3 girl and saying ah what knockers mm. like, and, but it's like he's titillated by breaking rules but not actual laws just the arbitrary rules of an like academic institution well so if we want to talk about breaking rules i'm going to i'm glossing this next bit because it's very boring um apparently the vp of this college society is making a power play to become president and dethrone big joe um, More society politics. <laughs> uh, and notes that one of their number has broken a cardinal rule in the club. She had sex with a man from the college next door without knowing he was from the college next door. What? Why That's is a very that a specific rule? rule. What? If you sleep with a man from the college next door, you must first establish that he is from the college next door. <laughs> <laughs> if you know that he is, it's totally fine. Uh, but if you don't know, you fucked up. <laughs> so. Um, you know, what it was is uh, you're not allowed to sleep with the men from the college next door because, again, Oxbridge College rivalries are a real thing and not just some stuff that people made up. Very stupid. So insane very, very to me. Stupid. So insane to me, a uh, man who could not get admitted to university on account of my idiocy. Hmm. Very. <laughs> now, now yeah, I but we, just, we have uh, we have a divide in the podcast between has been to one of these elite institutions, uh, could not get into one of these elite institutions, and could not stay in one of these elite institutions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> put put me um, into the uh, put me into the entry was never offered camp. I, I'm 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 like dropping out five consecutive times apparently because I wasn't like fucking enough dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, 
Al- Alice, or you were fucking the wrong ones. You were breaking the cardinal rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't do enough like intelligence beforehand to figure out that yeah. like which what their allegiances were in this complex kind of g- sexual Game of Thrones. Were they Hufflepuffs? Frankie. Were they Slytherin? You know. Mm. Frankie said, "Joe, in her hardest voice, is uh. it true?" <laughs> yes, sobbed Frankie. I'm terribly sorry, but I didn't know he was from next door. We must preserve the rules and traditions of this society, slapped Blondie Locks, saying their version of the 14 words. I move that she leaves. <laughs> Joe pulled the dean's gown over her shoulders. Damn, Blondie Locks was making sure she got the presidency. This is about as sexy as Star Wars Episode yeah, 1. I was going to say, like, <laughs> if you're going to be like, oh, she's broken the rules, you would expect that to like lead into like some spanking or something. Well, oh, Just how, summary how, execution. On, Alice, Ch- Alice hmm. check this out. The, the hmm, two Lord. poles of kink, yes. Hmm, purred sly Susie. How about ten licks all round for some public humiliation? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fine. Um, so, he's, so he's got something that is, like, objectively okay, I'm sexy. Okay, into it again. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's got something that thing. is sexy, but he sucked all of the sex appeal out of it again. How uh, about a bit of discipline in front of the society and a bit of bondage, too? Why, in Desaad's Justine, the hero, heroine uh, is taught I, oh. I don't like either of those yeah. things anymore. Yeah. I, heroine- I, I'm moving to a convent. <laughs> the heroine is taught a jolly good lesson by, uh, no, we won't be doing that, snapped Joe. Oh, it's a little <laughs> bit of intertextuality there. That's very, yeah. <laughs> so but for the careful reader, you get a little joke there about Desaad being like, ah, oh, we're d- doing like unspeakable acts of sexual depravity. Oh, no, no, sorry, Alice, you're missing it. No, it's because Sly Susie uh, wants to spank a girl. And this is a society about fucking men. Oh, okay. Oh. So they suck. So they're just yes. nerds. They're just so, dumb hetero nerds. So there was about to be, there was an opportunity for some sex, and then like a good erotic novelist, uh, Peter Hutchison is like, no. Hmm, because that's, that's <laughs> too, famously what men hate is any kind of like lesbian erotica yes. for their own purposes. Kind of uh, just then. It, kind of an inversion of the the improv style yes and thing, which is that he, <laughs> just, he reads anything uh-huh. and then says and no. <laughs> no, thank you. Just then, Softy Susie, so he couldn't think of two different names, so it was Sly Susie and Softy Susie, br- suddenly broke into enormous, an enormous grin. Yeah, I, I, I didn't cat. imagine Oxbridge is tremendously diverse still, but is it Majority Susan? <laughs> they have, they actually have a Susan quota. Yeah, hey, said, got, yeah Mansfield College has the most Susans out of any college. There's actually I, still I, a, there's still a bursary fund left by uh, someone called Susan from the 1950s. Mm. <laughs> uh, the, the Susan Scholar for the Study of Susan. Yeah, yeah. You should hey, try, said. like Ox, Oxbridge trying to do diversity would be like we have to get more pupils from state schools who are named Susan. <laughs> uh, hey, she said, I've got it. How about something like. In front of the society with the weediest man in college. That would be more of our tradition, wouldn't it? The weediest man in college, <laughs> insisted Blondie. <laughs> the dud. <laughs> and I know just who it would be. That repellent swat in the room above. Um, so then we meet Peter Thistlethwaite, who is a massive dork, evidently. Mm. And also who studies all the same things that the writer studies. <laughs> so... Hello, sex- of the nerds. Hello, sexy, said Joe, moving forward and firmly grasping Peter by the waist. This is a time skip. Oh, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. Some, some time. They have, he hasn't just, like, teleported into the room. <laughs> yeah. uh, hello, sexy, said Joe, moving forward and grasping Peter firmly by the waist. Why have you kept us waiting, you naughty, naughty boy? Um, well, now, well, now, handsome, continued Joe, how do you fancy a really good time with a very wicked girl? Sure, yes. sure I guess. Sure, yeah. <laughs> 
that yeah. s- sounds good. Well, <laughs> no, that would be against the society's rules. You have to leave. <laughs> no sex. Yeah. Just, also, just a series uh, of intricately devised traps in the form of a, like a code of laws for your society. <laughs> Blondie approached, throwing her curls back in a blatant manner. Um, <laughs> uh, well, g- g- giving herself her whiplash. <laughs> She drew in her breath sharply, turning around to conceal her smile oh, of derision. Oh, oh and breath. Okay, I thought you said breasts. And I'm like, it's not to retractable. We get to that. She, she suddenly inverted her breasts. <laughs> yeah, she, she suddenly said, Quaid, start the reactor. Um, as the door was firmly closed behind him, Peter wasn't sure whether this was going to be the worst night of his life or far and away the best. Superbly arousing scents were all around him, and, and some sort of elastic was being slipped over his head. Someone began fumbling with his trousers. Help, they were being pulled right off. He flailed with his arms, but suddenly found himself being carried aloft. <laughs> so kind of like what Spider-Man or Neo? <laughs> no, it's like, it's like a Jewish wedding. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> could, he, could, he not, could he not see anything at any point during this? No. Uh, fine. Yes, as his, he, as his underpants were pulled roughly down, he heard shrieks of excitement all around. He writhed in blissful agony. His tie and shirt had somehow been pulled away. There were luscious scents all around. Something somehow. very tight. Really into put his on. scents, isn't yeah, there he? Was, there yeah. was, we had scent before as well. Yeah, but we? he really yeah. into his pungent soils. Some, something very tight had been put on the most excited part of his body, and now someone was firmly astride him. Oh pe- my god, he can't say the word penis! <laughs> 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 it's, it's Honestly, when I read this, the first thing it put me in mind of was like... Uh, like a, like a, a newspaper article about a police shooting. Yeah, he can't even say condom. Oh, it's, it's, it's an officer involved the unmentionables. Sex. Yeah, <laughs> there, there was a secret society in, in, involved. Uh, sex. This is, this is yeah. what happens when you proceed in a westernly style direction towards the vicinity of the Turkish threats. <laughs> this is this you, is just you, that, you just have an officer involved sexual encounter. Dirty sketch. <laughs> a, a young woman was involved in a collision with a penis earlier this morning. <laughs> so, yeah, repeated collisions. Uh, lying back was hard. He wanted to respond to the wonderful thrustling. Thrustling? Did he mean rustling, but also under. thrusting? Or? On, on top, and suddenly found himself thrusting in response. It was fantastic. He tried to open his eyes, but the black elastic in the way allowed him to only glimpse a large breast threatening to pop out from a miniature lacy bra. Ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> Also, 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 like a miniature bra, like what, like for a Barbie? Yeah. Name of the movie. Just, the I movie. just wear a tiny, wearing a tiny bra that's only designed to fit one breast into Where's it. Where's the other one? <laughs> Threatening to pop out. It'll do it. <laughs> it's got like a dead man switch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he also saw that the curtains weren't drawn. Good job. There were only fellows' rooms opposite. Thank goodness. The fellows must be long off homes, long since off home to their beds. Frankie had done her bit, and it had all been rather quick. But she was now being welcomed back into the fold with a bear Even hug Even in his Joe. fucking sex fantasy, he only, like, lasts for three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and handshakes from the rest. But sly Susie had gone back to Peter and was playing with him in the way all assumed Continentals must do it. What? 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 <laughs> Jeez, so she's... 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 She's doing French to him, which is, like, an old-timey way of saying a blowjob. Yeah. 
I, I love this is an erotic novel from someone whose whose sexuality has been defined by like carry on films and page three girls to the yeah, point where and, he like and like dirty cards and like phone boxes. He just he can't conceive of actual sex. It is too prudish to write down the word penis. Yeah, th- like, th- this is this is the only this is the only case where it's actually been real about the apocryphal story about John Ruskin, the art historian, who had spent his life studying nudes, and then when he got married, uh, was repulsed by his wife because unlike them, she had pubic hair. This, this is the closest <laughs> thing to that. It's just well, it's, like <sighs> also like it's remember also like what he he got done for was um basically like like making. Making very bad com- making bad comments to to female undergraduates. Hmm. And it, oh, what and, a magnificent but, pair of norks! And she's just like, what? Yeah. And then he just does that every tutorial and like waggles yeah. his eyebrows every time <laughs> until she finally like is like, okay, I have to talk to someone about this. Yeah. Yeah, he just he, he just, like I can't like what did he actually do? Did he just keep putting like yeah he, he just keep yeah. puns into his lessons? Absolutely. What, what did, like, he, he kept like, like rubbing his hands and like cackling like Sid James. Like, Ge- yeah, genuinely. If he made any comments at me, if I was a student, I just wouldn't know what he was getting at. Yeah, he'd, he'd just, just be like, be like "What? A- an excited part friend f- doing a French? Mm, that's a very <laughs> French like, style." And you'd be like, about? "Yeah, yeah, sure." Because that's something no one has used to talk about sex since 1973. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, don't like, don't forget, like, we're treating this lightly. But this guy's a massive danger. Oh clearly. yeah, yeah, of course. But like, he was forced out. He's he's a sex pest in like a way that is. Pest-like, it, it yeah. is. It, it is pestilent in a way that's just like baffling and pathetic. So he, so it's the thing. Is like, yeah, he's he. he ab- it is absolutely right. What happened is just he's gotten horny in such a strange way. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. So yeah. impressive it, 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 to it's be like, this horny, this genuinely threatening to like potentially vulnerable people. Yes, and this. Boring. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's such the thing. an impressive that's, that's the combination thing, right? of it, it, things. You have all of the like threat and all of the menace of something potentially much darker, but the aesthetic that it's paired with, the thing that he is like being threatening in order to enforce this horniness is old seaside postcards and like <laughs> uh, you know slips of leg and things of that nature. And um, you're just so like, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap us up here. I'm going to finish this off. In hey. British hey. style, in the podcast style, by finishing the article. <laughs> um, so, some of the men's drinking society have now arrived, and there was supposed to basically be a big sex party between the two of them. Um, there was a bit of an anticlimax to the better-than-usual tossing for the monk's secret society than Big Joe had promised. So that that's also, sentence is impossible to pass. Yeah. I, also, I like describing sex as a better than usual tossing. <laughs> I couldn't tell that was what he meant. I, th- it doesn't make any sense. They managed a half-hearted strip strip to girls in the quad before they thought better of it and wondered which of them might score Nelly, about whom there was no hesitation whatsoever. What? what? I mean, what? that is the most Oxbridge Genuinely thing of, go- of going out means. with your boys and being like, yeah, let's have some fucking sex and then just deciding not to. If, you, if you're an Oxbridge professor, do you have to put like, uh, is it, was it Oxford or Oxbridge? Uh, well, it's his, he's a Cambridge professor, but oh. this is about Oxford, so you know it's not about any of his students. Oh, okay. So that is, is this why his character has to have like, um, like 15 Oxford commas in a single sentence? Is that it's uh, yes, that's correct. Extremely that's, that's how it works. Confusing yeah, yeah. to he's read. Very, he, he's very good at following arcane grammar rules, like not ending sentences with prepositions, 
but he's not good at any other element of writing. <laughs> so that was just, I, I just, I cut there because I wanted to include the, um, about whom there was no hesitation whatsoever and the, and the phrase better than usual tossing for sex. <laughs> so, this is the final end where we cut back to Joe's room where the bursar and the dean have burst in and are now uh, basically extorting all of them for money because they've all broken rules by, again, having sex in a private room. Mm. Um, Bursar, she said authoritatively, please come to my room and I'll be pleased to pay any fine on behalf of my friends who got a little carried away this evening. Uh, in cash. The bursar fell in immediately while the dean surveyed the room. With difficulty, he dra dragged his eyes off the still semi-naked Frankie, dressed only in her bra, blue stockings, and suspender belt, and tried to, and tried to find something to calm his pounding heart. Classic bra. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'd like everyone to guess now how many times the word bra appears in this very short erotic pamphlet. Uh, it's it's, it's going to be a lot, right? The, 600,000. Yeah. It's like all of the stuff that he's horny for is like stuff that like you, you'd like come up with as a joke about being horny. Like, I saw her bra. Like, uh, okay. Uh, there's, That's there's where the tits live. Um, Thistlethwaite, Peter shot bolt upright. Sir, do you have 100 pounds in cash? Um, no, sir. Then report to the master at 9.15 tomorrow morning. Oh, you are it's already guilty. getting Tom of Finland. Cool. You, you are guilty of gross moral turpitude, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the end of the two chapters of hmm. First Time, ooh la la. Kind, so of, kind of want to, to read the thing about Thistlethwaite and the master later on, <laughs> but whatever. So all only I have to ask now is, who's hard? Fully, yeah. fully erect. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of space in this room anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Uh, I show you one cab. <laughs> placing, placing my erotic banjo away, it's time for us to end our mandatory corporate-sponsored beer bike retreat as we've been tackled off by some drunk rugby guys at 11 in the morning in Borough Market. Hmm. Ah, what a shame. My knees are skinned. I, I, I love you and Andrew just having the sort of the dungeon master screens on the table <laughs> here for this. I like this framing device. Oh, that would be fun. That yeah, would you be should, fun. You, we, should, we should do this more often, yeah. Yeah. Let's do let, let's do that. But I, I don't know. Let's uh let let's let's play uh let's play like an actual play, like a D and D thing with mm. uh Bunta Vista and TF. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd rock. Yes. Well, we're piloting. We're pilot, we're pitching this new show on this episode of the show. <laughs> yeah, I just need something to get my mind off how fucking horny this has made me. Uh, so, <laughs> two titans of horny, uh, who uh, are both changed their respective fields by writing ridiculous novels that get them shit canned. Uh, we could, we, if only they collabed. You know, we could get a thing about how like Saint Saint Sex Havers College would have to like fight the Indonesian Air Force. Be epic. <laughs> All right, um, Andrew, I I want to say thank you for calling in today from Australia. You're very um, welcome. Everyone who's listening to this already knows that they should be listening to Bunta Vista. They should be subscribing to the Bunta Vista Patreon, and they should be getting on the Bunta Vista Discord. It's true. Uh, All those things are true. Is it? Is there anything else you'd like to tell the viewers, listeners of? hear this now uh no that is it that's literally <laughs> all i have going on if you would like to hear about the gardening i did today perhaps uh any of that sort of stuff you can get at me on twitter at illy yeah. but other than that hear about it all on the podcast yeah uh, uh we did we Andrew, did on patreon oh. just do a 
uh, a full episode length uh, nature corner segment in which we peruse the list of all of the um, chimp and ape incidents that have taken place (laughs) over the last 10 years or so. So very important ape stuff going on over there. Um, Excellent. And if you see Andrew uh, in the street, uh, give him a nod. And also, uh, thank you for Olga and Charlie to come and make this uh, the seventh official, eighth official, ninth official episode of TF. I have to go. My Uber helicopter's here. (laughs) (laughs) Can Uh, I hang off the bottom of the ladder? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And thank you all for listening on Patreon. Uh, So, until next time, thank you, and have a good, uh, erotic, horny, but safe evening. Better than usual tossing. (laughs) Stay horny, everyone. Stay horny, folks. Bye. I'm going to sign off every episode like that. (laughs) (laughs) 